Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the Inspiring Brands podcast with Nick Thielen. Very happy to have you joining me today. Uh, my guest for this week's episode is Randy S. Kirk. Randy S. Kirk is a filmmaker originally from um, British Columbia, now calls uh, Red Deer and Alberta home. Uh, Randy and I first met about two, two and a half years ago. Uh, at Central Alberta Film Festival when I was volunteering there. Uh, and it was one of those things where, again, as is the case with many of these uh, interviews, uh, I was inspired by a lot of the work he was doing. And I really realized, like, wow, I, I was watching some very, very amazing work that is at a very high level. Uh, and it's so amazing that it's uh, so close to home. Um, so... I really thought to myself as I was watching his film, you know, it'd be really great, uh, you know, if I could get to know this person more and uh, potentially work with him in the future. And I'm very happy to say, you know, that uh, in the uh, two years that we've known each other, our friendship has kind of grown. And uh, one thing I do have to say in terms of uh, Randy's work and everything that he's done, uh, he's he's very supportive. Uh, of not only myself, but of the uh, art scene in Red Deer in general, uh, and wants to really see everybody do well uh, with their projects and their work, and is very supportive of anything you want to do. Uh, if you're looking at uh, making a film, Randy's always there to lend a hand, whether it be physically or lend you one of his, if, if you need to borrow equipment or something, he's usually pretty generous about that. Uh, and he's and he's a great guy just to uh pick you uh, get get advice from and 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 pick pick his brain a little bit i guess um so I just want to say thank you to Randy uh for everything that he's done uh for this scene uh for the for for red deer and for central alberta um Randy uh has had his work screen not only in Central Alberta at the Central Alberta Film Festival, but at festivals uh, across North America and Europe as well. And coincidentally, I just wanted to bring up uh, one thing and say congratulations to uh, Randy and his team for their recent award at the uh, Vegas Movie Awards um, uh, for, his work, for their work on um, Crimson and Blue, uh, Ariel Klim and Nicholas Filipovich, uh, were awarded the uh, Best Acting Duo Award, uh, and that that film has just been going across uh, North America and into Europe, collecting awards. And so, uh, congratulations to Randy and his team on all their work. Uh, I know uh, you don't do it for the awards, but uh, it's always nice to have your films uh, recognized and. Uh, uh, screened and, and shown to as many people as possible and just in general appreciated uh, that that film uh, Crimson and Blue along with uh, many of his others uh, I highly recommend checking out go to uh, Randy S. Kirk on IMDb and check out his work or you can check out uh, One Inch Punch Productions uh, on their website or on Facebook and see some of the other work he has done I highly recommend uh checking out his work and uh and supporting him but i want to say thank you so much to randy kirk for joining me on this uh episode and for people that are new to the podcast thanks so much for listening and uh, if you're interested in supporting 
just go to uh, Facebook and uh, click the like uh, button on my page. And uh, I just appreciate you listening. So if you share, uh, then more people will be able to listen. And uh, hopefully enjoy my interviews. Uh, every week I, I try uh, to do one interview. And uh, I have comedians. I have uh, filmmakers. I have uh, actors. I have uh, musicians. I have a lot of cool stuff coming. Uh, I know uh, I've got uh, a couple of cool musicians coming uh, in the next uh, week or two. So I'm excited to share those with you. And uh, I'm always uh, thinking ahead in terms of who's going to be next on the show. And if you're one of those people that thinks, hey, uh, I've got a talent that I'd like to share or a story I'd like to share, uh, message me on the Inspiring Brains uh, podcast Facebook page or... Uh, you can uh, send me an email at tlin at uh, sorry tlinn at gmail dot com and uh, share a bit of your story and let me know uh, why you think you'd be a good guest and I will get in contact with you and uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good chat. Um, so thanks so much again to Randy for joining me uh, and without further ado, uh, please enjoy this episode and uh, we'll see you next week for uh, episode number thirteen. Until then, uh, be kind to each other and have yourselves a fabulous week. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Inspiring Brains podcast. I am joined today by my good friend Randy S. Kirk. He is a uh, film producer. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's been in, like, done every role <laughs> in terms of film. I'm pretty sure uh, he's, he's tried it. Um, a little bit about Randy. Uh Randy fell in love with movies uh, at a very early age and uh, would, would sneak out at night and uh, ride his bike down to the local drive-in and sit by the fence and uh, admire the, the movies on the giant screen. Uh, that started at age seven and it's continued to grow and he now makes uh, several uh, feature-length films, shorts, and also a TV pilot. Uh, he loves the process of collaborating and bringing the whole process together. Uh, he started a, a production company with his son Ryan Kirk called One Inch Punch Productions and Randy also has a, a film company called Whole Village Moving Pictures. Uh, the latter comes from his belief that it takes a v- village uh, to make something creative he, and he's very grateful to have met uh, and work with so many great people and hopes one day to be able to pay them all back for their time and contribution. Uh, Randy and his cast won Best Picture, Best Effects, and Best Death Scene for the at the 6th Annual Horror Film Festival uh, put on by the o- Okanagan Society for Independent Film in 2014, and he's been lucky enough to share his passion with his son and wishes he would have gotten started earlier, but life happens and it's all good and now more film happens that's right so thanks for joining me today randy it's a pleasure to have you uh it's pretty cool actually to uh to sit down with you and have a more in-depth uh discussion about how you all how you started in uh, in film because uh i first kind of met you or heard of you at uh i think last year's uh, Central Alberta Film Festival when I was uh, 
I, I do some web design and so I uh, put a lot of stuff on the website and I came across some of Randy's stuff and uh, then I saw his uh, his films when when they were being screened at the festival and I was like wow this guy is really uh, really inspiring and I, I like I thought you know it would be really cool if one day I would get to uh, do some work or, or, or learn more about this guy so it's pretty cool to to just uh, you know since since we've met I think you know we've uh, we've crossed paths a little bit whether it's working on a little independent film thing or just uh, talking about our, our daily lives and so it's pretty cool to to connect and uh, yeah I just never thought <laughs> Didn't really expect to get that opportunity, so it's very cool to be able to talk to you and uh, yeah, to right learn on. more about you. Oh, right on. Likewise. Absolutely. All right, Randy. So, yeah, like I guess we heard a little bit in that in the uh, in the beginning there, um, <clears throat> talking about you know when you first got uh, started in film and you know at the age of seven when you were going to. Uh, drive-in movies, which I unfortunately am not of the generation of drive-in movies. I wish I would have seen more, but can you tell me kind of, uh, you know, a little bit about how you got started and, and uh, what your inspiration was to uh, become a filmmaker? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I, I grew up poor uh, with an alcoholic parent and I, my escape was leaving the house late at night and sitting outside of the drive-in watching movies, making up my own dialogue and and I started writing stories, and uh, I actually uh, had a my parent, my mom was actually very supportive of my writing, and uh, so I continued doing that for a while. I took some courses. I took a film animation course, and I took a TV course. Back then, they had a TV course where I went to school, and then uh, life happened, and uh, I raised a family, paid a mortgage, put all that stuff on hold, but I continued to write for a little bit, and then uh, uh, back in, I think it was 2006 or so, I just started going on to movie sets and being a background guy, being the grip, being the lampy, being being the locations guy, like doing all these different jobs, mm. whole you know, running the boom and, and doing all that stuff and just getting involved in it and seeing what was involved and all of that, but uh, just learning and, and understanding each job and then... I knew that one day I would make my own films and I wanted to know the process and what other yeah. people had to experience. And you, know, you get tired after you have a, a boom over your shoulder for 12 hours is tiring. And I wanted to make sure I knew what everybody did and how they did it so that when I came uh, to my projects and I had people helping me on my projects, I know what they're going through and it makes it easier for me to understand what they need and, and what... Uh, they might have to have happen to make their job work better. So that was really cool. And that's what I did. That's cool. Yeah. And so you said you're, I mean, I don't know where originally in BC you're from. Um, uh, so that's where you kind of got your start. And you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I'm actually, I was born and raised, uh, well, I was born in Alberta, uh, Alberta and, okay. but I lived in BC for a long time. And uh, I started making films and working on films in BC okay. uh, in the Okanagan Valley. And um yeah, so that's where I started doing it all, and then now I've now I've worked on films in Vancouver, Fort McMurray, Calgary, Edmonton, Squamish, Kelowna, all over the place. Yeah, so you took some courses and stuff, but most of it was mostly like hands-on and just learning. Yeah, and that was in high school. Yeah, yeah, in okay. high school. Yeah. So you didn't, you don't have like a no film technical school. degree or film school. No film school. But it's 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 great to see that because it shows you know it's still possible, and as long as you're like eager and willing to give it a Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I I watch tons of movies. In. Yeah, tons of movies, and I watch good movies and I watch bad movies because 
when you watch a bad movie, you know what you don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've watched so many movies. That's how I came about to become a filmmaker. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. But I guess back in the early days when you're at the drive-in, you have to, you pay for the movie and then you then you would get audio that way, right? Like Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't, otherwise, you, it would just be a... a All I saw was the screen. screen yeah. from, from so the I distance. made up my own dialogue to the, to the movies. It was that's, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. So... Um, is there a certain uh, creative process for you, or is it uh, is it depending on uh, like the story you want to tell, or when you're writing a script, do you always have a like a? a I have an go ending. Go to oh, I have always, an ending. Always start with the. Ending. I have an ending, and then uh, from the ending, everything just grows. And um, this the screenwriting process is a huge part of filmmaking and yeah um i have a screen writing kind of thing that i do and anyways uh i have a, a couple feature scripts and the last feature script i did is 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 great and i want to make a i want to actually shoot this film and and raise money and do it all but anyways uh in total revisions there's 24 revisions on that screenplay and a revision, wow. when I talk about revision, I mean at least one or two pages of something's changed or gone or rewritten or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of revision. And, and if you don't have a good script, it doesn't matter. Like, you can have the best actors. You can <laughs> shoot it on, uh, on an Alexa. It, if you don't have a great story, it doesn't matter who your actors are, what kind of gear you have, the locations. None of that matters because it, the story is everything. Yeah. That, that totally makes sense. And I actually, before I get too far, I, I actually forgot to mention, you know, we're sitting in Randy's studio here and I, I look around me and I see some awards for the stuff you've done. And so I forgot to mention, you know, uh, so you got a Rising Star Award uh, for, for your film Crimson and Blue at the 2019 Canada International Film Festival, uh, as well as an Award of Merit at the uh, Canada Shorts Film Festival and a uh, North America Film Awards uh jury award uh, yeah which yeah that's that's amazing uh congratulations on all that um oh, thanks man it's, <laughs> i mean you never do like you know the the uh the awards i know are probably kind of like a, a an after an after kind of thought thing but it you know uh it's it's always good to see your your films get recognized and actually your films uh, have been screened uh, all over North America. You know, I saw. You know, you've been, you've had some of your stuff screened in uh, L.A. in film festivals and all over the place. Have Have you taken it outside of of North America yet? Or? Yeah, we had a. Uh, it's screened in. Uh, we had uh, uh, a couple films screen uh, Barcelona, uh, London, uh, Australia. Um, of course, United States, Canada. See, I'm probably not doing it accurate justice because I um, I read what I saw on IMDb, oh, so you uh, probably know a lot more. That's all uh, right. No, but, it's all good. It, mm -hmm. And not all the films that not all of our films that are on the festival circuit win anything. No, absolutely. Um, but uh, you know, we've been lucky enough to to do some good work, and that's the thing. We're just progressing. We're doing better and better and better, and uh, basically, it's it's kind of. Uh, a process for me I want to I want to become a feature filmmaker this is what I want to do from for a living this is what I want to do for myself for my own personal growth and for for my expression of art I want to do this and this only I don't want to go to work for for anybody mm -hmm. else I want to make films and I want to tell stories and I want to do that full-time and it, it's a very hard thing to do in this in this world today and uh, 
but I'm going to do it. And I, I, I'm building a great resume and I'm Absolutely. surrounding myself with great people. And that's a big thing. You got to have people who are, have work ethic. Uh, you got to have, have passion and, uh, you know, you, you, you've got to believe and, and yeah. I believe, and that's, that's a huge thing. You have to believe it because it can, well, you know, life can knock oh, you down and, and things can happen, but you got to get back up and keep going. If you, if you're uh, motivated and like inspired enough to, to push yourself, you know, I guess I think the only limit to what you can accomplish is yourself really. And how, how far you set your goals. So, I think so. Yeah. Um, is there a moment, uh, you know, whether it's with working on your first film set or, you know, a moment so far in your career where you realize, you know, I think I have something special here or this isn't something I want to pursue. Or was it really just like sitting in awe at the, you know, drive-ins when you were seven years old and being like, that's what I want to do. And I know that's what I want to do. Cause some people, you know, it's, it's takes them quite a while to find what they want to do with their life. Um, was it you know, like, I don't know if it was, you know, like, uh, you know, seeing them when you were little and then maybe, you know, your first hands-on experience that, that, you know, triggered, you know, you're like, yes, this is what I want to do or. Um, well, uh, it's a little bit of everything that you just described, but really for me, uh, when it really solidified for me was, uh, I did a TV pilot. I wrote a TV pilot and it was day one. The first time I ever had, we had a camera crane. We had 40 people there. I had food. I had insurance. I had cops. I had all the agreements and everything. And I, I did, I was petrified, mm -hmm. uh, but the first time, this is the very first time that an actor ever spoke my words while we were rolling and everything went, everything just rolled and it was great. And there was no hiccups. There was no problems. The whole shoot went fantastic. And at the end of the day, um, after everybody left and I got home and I, I sat down uh, I just knew. Yeah. I just knew this is it. I'm good at this. I can do this. Right. I can do it. And I did it. And, uh, when I first started out, nobody was opening any doors for me. Right. I, I, and so I just, I, I needed a gear. I needed, I needed a camera. I bought a cheap, cheap, cheap camera. I, I needed a camera crane for three of my shots. So I built a camera crane that was 20 feet long and I bought a cheap remote pan tilt head that had, only would turn one way <laughs> and 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 I did it and and then once I did that and and people saw what I was doing yeah. uh, pretty soon people were contacting me hey man I hear you got some gear hey man I hear you did this boom 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 and then it just started to roll and I right. I started to 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 introduce myself to the world of film and I started to open myself up to the universe and then it just kind of poured in on me it was wonderful it was awesome yeah I mean for me I like I went to uh, University of Lethbridge and I, I got like a degree in new media which involves film and a whole bunch of other aspects and that was really my first time getting involved with film and so well I mean I, I had done something like small little stuff in high school but nothing you know that I put in like a demo reel or anything I actually was one of like I think two of like the hundreds of people that applied that wrote actually like an essay to get in the program because I'm very good at like I think describing and that sort of creativity but um yeah and then like i i just you know as you know there's a big there's a big crew behind everyone that does film oh god yeah 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 absolutely and uh then i just i figured you know like I, that 
then I, I started writing and I then I got the opportunity to write some comedy and so kind of got into comedy and started doing it that way and I found kind of like a a similar satisfaction with film uh, in comedy as well it's just you know I guess with comedy pressures on yourself to perform because if, if yeah. that doesn't happen then then the show doesn't go the, quite the way you imagine but you know, I, I found a lot of similarities between the two, uh, and, and just another way to be creative and add to my portfolio. So yeah. Um, so, who would you say, or or do you have certain people that you started out with when you first started, uh, that are your, you know, your kind of like your idols or or people you you admire that you looked up to when you first started or. Uh, like, do you mean in mainstream or just people that I've just, met? Or, it doesn't have to be a, a big, yeah. big name director. Or oh, no, I, I, I like, uh, quite a few, uh, quite a few styles. Uh, I like Kubrick and his linear shots and, and how he does things. And, yeah. and I like, I love Tarantino and, and his dialogue and the way he just does what he does. And, and Terry Gilliam and, you know, all these great, uh, Peter Jackson, all these great directors, Spielberg, like, man, you know, uh, I don't know. There's so many good directors out there, and and it's 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 amazing. I don't know. I, yeah. I I think of actors, and I think of producers, and I think of all these people, and and, and you know, usually the actors and the directors get all the accolades, but none. It takes everybody. Like I mean, I, they, there's it's just like I say, it takes a whole village to make a movie, there right? So how do you Absolutely. you know? And everybody, a lot of people get certain accolades, and a lot of people get most of the attention, but really. Like, you can't do it. Like, I can't do what I do without somebody running sound. I can't do what I do without somebody, you know, making sure that craft service is there, or making sure that right. people are getting where they need to be, and, and reminding me that, hey, we got lunch in 20 minutes or whatever. Like, I need those people around me to do what I do. And, and but I do, uh, I do look up to some directors and some producers and some actors. I think they're, they're quite incredible in what they do. Do you, like, I, I forgot to ask this earlier, are there, is there, like, in terms of the like the good and the bad perspective, is there one favorite movie that you, you have and one, you know, bad movie, that, <laughs> a favorite bad movie? That I've maybe? made or that or, I've watched? No, no, like, I mean, I would say probably of, of that you've, you've watched. I mean, you don't want to be too critical <laughs> of, your own, of your own stuff. Oh, God. I don't know, but, man. I, I, love, uh, I love films like... Uh, for I'll just give you the spectrum. Uh, I love uh, Reservoir Dogs. Okay, fantastic yeah. flick, yeah. right? Wonderful, wonderful flick. But I also love Bridges of Madison County, right? Nice. And I also like love the Outlaw Josie Wales. And go. I love the Thing, the, the John Carpenter remake of the Thing, right? Yeah. And, and I and I, I love the movie The Abyss, and 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 I uh, you know there's so I love all genres. I, I I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan, and and I love those kinds of movies, and I'm a huge action film fan as well. So right. I'm just a film fan in general, and and sometimes it's nice like I I see action films for me are kind of like when I go to McDonald's or Burger King or wherever the hell I go and have a burger and fries right yeah and uh and you, you know and it just makes me feel good and there is just you know what kind of movie it is so I enjoy that but I also love uh, I love psychological thrillers I love a good drama I love those types of movies as well hey and and but I'm just a big fan of a film and if it's if it's a good film it doesn't matter what the genre is to me yeah when I was going to like film school and when I was looking at like, you know, uh, the technical aspects of film and then, you know, getting into filmmaking a little bit myself, you know, you, you look at a film differently. Like 
I mean, you always, you know, if it, whether if it's comedy or if it's action or drama or something, you're always paying attention to, to that and the performances. But I always found myself trying to like envision how they got that shot. Sure, I do. So, I, I, I do that sometimes. Still, or like, still, I'll watch a movie and go, "Hey, wait a second, how did they do that?" You know what I mean? I do that sometimes. Yeah, I remember uh, one of my, like a, a good friend of mine that I went to school with. Uh, it was it was a movie he had shot in high school, but I remember just like he had a he had a shot in his in his movie, and it was kind of like uh, I think it was in, in Canmore or something that he shot it, but it was kind of like. Uh, you know the the grass and everything was kind of dry, and this person was thirsty and drinking water. And he had the, this shot was uh, he had cut the water bottle in half, and then it was like from the top. And I was like, how? Like I I realized after asking him how how we kind of got that shot, and I was like, this movie is now like made for me. Like, <laughs> like I you know this is you know I love this movie just because that you know, shot. Trying to figure out why or how that shot happened, and that's oh yeah. cool. Um, so, do you have like a do you have a favorite memory or an experience from um, your film career so far uh, that you would like to share or, or that stands out for you? Uh, my favorite memory involves my son, um, and uh, I had done a few movies that nobody will ever ever see. <laughs> uh, they are that bad, uh, so. Uh, actually, there's a few of them that nobody will ever see. But anyways, uh, we did this. We did this movie uh, a long time ago, and it's it's like a B grade horror movie. It's about uh, a bunch of computer hackers and animal activists that are hired to come and and break into this corporation to set all these animals free because they're testing these animals. It's called the Phoenix Solution, and we had great actors, and and everything was great, and the story was good, and and we used practical effects and and it was blood work, and it was great, and. And so we entered it into uh, this contest, and my son went with me to the screening, and we had no idea we were we were, we were gonna win or anything like that, right. and and uh, they weren't showing our film, and and my son's why dad they're not showing our film, and I mean it was getting late, yeah, and uh, so then uh, they showed this science fiction film that was a comedy by a really good uh, filmmaker, and I'm like damn that's a pretty good movie. Right. And then they showed our film last, and I'm like, oh, wow, thank God. Like, you know what I mean? We, we didn't yeah. know. We'd <laughs> never been in a festival too. or anything. Right. We had no idea. We were brand new, right? And then uh, all of a sudden, they, they said, okay, we're going to take a five-minute break, and we'll do the awards. So then we just sat there, my son and I, and talked, and talked about the movies we saw and all that. And all of a sudden, they came back on, and then they said, this best picture, best special effects best death scene or whatever and they said yeah. the title of our movie phoenix solution and 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 my son was right there with me and that my son ryan and that was just amazing yeah that's that, that's quite an accomplishment uh and i mean maybe i kind of get a sense of maybe i already know some of the answer but uh do you have any advice or suggestions for people who want to get into film or are thinking about it or you know just yeah I have lots of advice, and I think it's sure. good advice. Yeah. The, the, my first advice to anybody that's getting into film, get into a social network somewhere. It doesn't matter if it's wherever you are in Canada or the world. Get on social media somewhere. Get on some, some film sites or film uh, pages mm -hmm. and volunteer. Get right. out there. You know what? Just show up and be a PA. You know, help move shit around. Help help. Bring somebody water yeah. or whatever. Just get on there and learn yeah. it and have fun and be enthusiastic and be on time. 
Right. Be on time and have a have a work ethic and yeah. and do those kinds of things and you'll learn and you'll grow and you'll meet people and and whenever I go on somebody else's film like and that's the thing too is in film you should treat people how you want to be treated because I'll tell you what I've been on some movies as as PAs and people treating me like crap mm -hmm. and then when I'm doing a project now some of those people are like hey man do you need a PA do you need a grip and I know who they are and how they treated me and I'm, I don't want that on my set. Okay. Right, so when you're on a movie set and just be positive because the next person next to you one day might have $150,000 to make a movie and they might remember how nice you were and say, Hey, man, come work on my movie. So, you know, it's, it's just that type of thing. Just get out there, um, volunteer, put a smile on your face, work hard, and uh, learn and ask questions uh, at the appropriate time, but ask questions mm -hmm. and, uh, and don't stop and start if, if you have the inkling. Don't wait until you were like, like I started making film when I was older and mm -hmm. I wish I would have started 20 years earlier. So don't hesitate. Yeah. Don't so hesitate. Get out there and learn. You, was it, so you had the inspiration for film, uh, when you were, when you were seven, but was the, was the, uh, thing, I guess that held you back a little bit of like, I don't know if this is something that can, uh, that, that can be a career or that I can support my family with. Was that kind of the, well, the, Let's see. Well, I was, well, we were really poor uh, when I was right, young, and then right. uh, when I got out on my own, uh, uh, I was just busy trying to trying to work and trying to survive. Like I was out of mm. the house when I was seventeen, and and uh, I was just working trying to survive. And then right. then next thing you know, you have a family, and then you have a mortgage, and right. and then you just do that, and it becomes part of life. And and at the same time, I I was dedicated to that, but I still had the thoughts and still had that fire. And then eventually, right. uh, I got to a point where, hey, I can do this now, and and I did it. Yeah, I mean, but at, at the same time, I like, uh, I mean, and uh, I, you know, I I have done some film as well, but I always like to, I I kind of go back to comedy in that sense because it's what I've been doing a lot lately. But um, I find sometimes the toughest part for me is, you know, uh, I I. I don't have as much life experience so you know uh, there's a couple of comics out there you know they, they get like a late start but you know uh, but they can tell a, a joke about you know being a parent or uh, you know sure uh, how they grew up or you know just kind of their life experiences and whereas like sometimes uh, when, when some of us younger guys we start out you know we, we, we tell some rather crude jokes when we are first starting out or you sure, know, some, yeah. some sexual things maybe whatever it is but it's also you know having you know I guess I'm, I'm just saying to you that like I guess even though you, you feel like maybe you got a little bit of a later start uh, you also got like all the life experiences right that you can maybe draw from and then add to your film right? sure yeah absolutely um, yeah it does there's there's a lot of my life experience in every <laughs> film that I've made so far for yeah sure. um Absolutely. Uh, do you think, I mean, and I was going to ask you, I mean, I've seen a few of your films and so, but I don't know, have you done, uh, have you, do you prefer to work on like local indie films or have you worked with like Actra and, and unionized films? Uh, well, I've, I've hired unionized actors, actually, uh, a guy named Nick Filipovic and actually, uh, uh, my actress Ariel Klim from Crimson and Blue, uh, Nick won uh, Best Actor uh, at the Joey Awards in Vancouver last year for that film, and uh, Ariel was nominated. 
Um, so I had to deal with, with union uh, representation for Nick uh, and get him uh, onto my film. So I've done that. I have worked on a union film. In 2007, I worked on a film. Uh, it was a and &E, um, I think it was a three-part series called The Andromeda Strain. It was a remake of a movie way back in the 70s, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, so I worked on that. That was a union gig, which was awesome because I was getting like, I think at that time I was getting like 29 bucks an hour or something. It was right. really cool. So And I got to meet some some, some cool people. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I've, I've worked on both, but I prefer, like, for now, until I, I decide to try and, and maybe raise a couple million bucks and, and hire right. unionized people or whatever. But I like, I like doing smaller indie, indie stuff. Right. Uh, I like having control of my stuff. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to give up control just because somebody might donate a bunch of money. I, I kind of want to control my story, my storytelling. And, um, I like doing that and mm -hmm. I want to continue to do that. And, uh, I want to continue to grow and I, I want to shoot a feature, a feature film that will uh, really make people smile, laugh, and, and have fun. And, and I've got a great script for that. And that's what my future plans are, is to actually shoot that film and uh, raise uh, raise a bunch of money and uh, so, shoot it. So you say like that's what you're working on now, or are there other projects? Uh, right now I'm working or... on uh, this movie that you're in right. called Solace Wave. I still yeah. got to shoot a scene with uh, Rachel Stillings, and then I've right. got to shoot another scene... Uh, with Jason Steele and Rachel Stillings. And then uh, I'm working at, you just saw the opener for my Jack the Ripper flick. Yeah. I just showed you that before we came online here. And uh, we're also, we have a film called Thunder Valley uh, that uh, we're supposed to be shooting in October, but we're, there's some things that are going on, so we might not be shooting that, depending. Is it a, a fall slash winter setting? Uh, kind of, yeah. It's, yeah, there's just some scheduling things that just aren't working right, right now, but... Right. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we've got a pitch in for Story High's 50,000K documentary uh, called, um, oh God, why am I, my brain is melting. It's called uh, War Poetry and the Dance of Life. And it's about a hundred year old war veteran that lives right here in Red Deer. Wow. Uh, so we got that on the go. And then mm -hmm. um, next year, uh, I'm going to be um, putting together a package and trying to raise a, a quarter of a million dollars to shoot my feature film so that would be sort of a kickstarter kind of thing uh it's or, gonna be it's gonna be uh, through hopefully things? through private investing right like okay. private yeah, investors yeah. and then uh maybe some kickstarters it just depends on how things go mm -hmm. um this year um i have my last film coming off the festival circuit in july built a great resume uh got some good contacts and then uh, of course we've got a couple films this year uh solace and uh, the Ripper, the Jack the Ripper flick, so uh, that are going to come out. They're just shorts, and then uh, next year I'm going to. Well, once those are done, I'm just going to start. I've already kind of started on uh, on packaging up uh, this film called Gracie, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm going to approach some investors and see if I can raise a quarter of a million bucks and and shoot this film. And uh, after that, it's, it's the sky's just, the limit. The sky's right? the limit. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you, I mean, you've got multiple things on the go, and then you kind of see how those go, and then of course, as as the uh, films finish the festival circuit, then you'll focus more on the you know investor and trying to get. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was going to ask you, because uh, earlier you were talking about, um, you know, working union and not non-union so, yeah. non stuff, um, and I watched uh, uh, one of your films, Crimson and Blue, actually yesterday, uh, and one of the highlights of that film for me, of course, is, you know, I don't want to ruin the film, 
or anything. <laughs> but I just, I really, because uh, everybody should watch it, I think. Uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> but um, the, the, the two uh, younger actors and actresses, I, I don't know the names of them right off the top of my head. Yeah, Ariel Klim and Nicholas right. Philip Pullman. Yeah, yeah they, were, they, were, they were fantastic. And, yes. Um, so what I was going to ask you is, I guess more about like how, how you found them, but is there a certain process of like when you're casting? Because sure, um, yeah. Did you did you ask around and talk to different people and see if they knew some younger actors or actresses? Or yeah, what? for sure. Uh, for well, to get uh, for Nicholas and for Ariel, uh, I knew of Nick because he was on a TV series called Grace Point, and I knew he had already right. won an award for acting previously. And uh, I had known Ariel from two other films, not my films, but I'd worked right. on films that she was acting in and I knew she could act. And, yeah. and uh, they both had the look that I was looking for and they both, I knew they both had the chops to do it. Right. And uh, so I just approached, I approached his representation because he's got an agent and all of that. Mm. And uh, Ariel, um, I knew her dad, so I approached her dad first and then approached her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I sent them sides, and then uh, they read the sides, and then uh, we did a big table read, and that was it for me. I was like, okay, but uh, we do. Uh, so the sides would be like a, a, part a scene, of the script, yeah, part scene. of the script, yeah. yeah okay. And then uh, um, so we do uh, we do auditions. We held open auditions for Thunder Valley, and we had people come in and read the sides, and we we film it and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it just depends on what's going on. I work with an actor named Corky McMechan of fantastic wonderful actor mm-hmm. and i know that he can deliver yeah. and i know that he can change his look so i've used him a few times uh i also use this almost always use the same makeup lady because i know that she knows what she's doing mm-hmm. and we get along great and man she's got a work ethic she's solid her name's sheila sheila killens she's just amazing mm-hmm. so i find people like i've got this great uh on our jack the ripper movie we've got a great dop named cora vanderlip and she's uh like 20 years old and she's already won I think five filmmaking awards and she's a wonderful DOP and so I just I I kind of want to bring new people in all the time but I also try to build a core group right and there's some great people here in Red Deer that I want to work with and I'm looking forward to working with a few of those guys on their projects Mm -hmm. and I have another film that I'd like to shoot here Maybe next year or the year after, depending on how things go with my uh, with my f- my feature film. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I plan on doing a couple things here as well. We also have another project uh, going in BC uh, next year as well. Because there's uh, like there's so many, like you said, there's so many aspects to a film, and and seeing some of your other work, you know, um, you you you're involved in like multiple aspects of it. So like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you've you've written some of them, and then like. Are you 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 be involved in like casting and then you know obviously you're directing oh, and yeah for uh, sure you know producing producing so like I mean that must get pretty uh, stressful sometimes right like it can be is yes. there what when you're shooting is it you know do you get every like how is that process for you like is it do you, do you get all your shots uh, like visualized beforehand do you have uh, Oh, like for a sure. Storyboard and all that stuff. Oh well, yeah. Mm. Well, I I yeah. know by the by the time by the time we go to casting, I already know what the film's gonna look like. I already know everything in my head. Okay. Um, I do I do shot lists 
um, for DOP and for uh, the the grips and those guys, the camera guys, so they know what we're doing. But I do have a shot list. Right. Um, but I already know exactly how it's going to be. Right. And so uh, in my shot list, I almost have the film edited in my head for my shot list. Right. And it seems right. to be working really good. Sometimes I do stuff on my own without a big crew and and it works out great because i know exactly what i want and i just go and i do it yeah which is kind of liberating yes. at the same time but i do love having people that i can rely on so on crimson and blue the reason that like i'm not going to say not the reason oh there goes my phone um but it's okay um i did i had enough time to spend with the actors on set because i had other people on set that were taking care of things for me so right. i could spend time with those actors and i could develop what we needed to have happen and I could run through it and we could talk about it and and go through the process to help actors do their thing and that is for a director that's what you need you need a good first AD you need people a great DOP you need people that you can rely on to do their thing so that I can just work with the actors and as a director it's it's a wonderful thing if you're if you're able to just work with the actors it's fantastic so all the other processes like that producing is a huge undertaking. People have no idea what producers do. It is huge undertaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love doing all of that. I love it. And uh, But for me, uh, um, the best part is when we're actually shooting and, and, and we're on set. That's when I actually get my clarity is when roll sound, right. roll camera, and then everything becomes clear for me. Yeah, because if I'm understanding what you're saying uh, correctly or interpreting it correctly, uh, you're saying that, you know... For you, most of the, um, most of the stress is well, most beforehand. of the most of like the structure of the film or the the technical processes of the film are are structured out, and then you have like, you know, so you have that set out, so you can focus more on on the actors and the actresses and the performance side of things and how the how the performance of the yeah. film is going to come out. Yeah, for sure, because uh, I've taken care of the story. Right. And then I take care of all the logistics. I get the department heads. I get all the all the money's in place, and, and people have hotel rooms or whatever they need. And right. We've got the caterer all set up. We've got all the gear and all of that. So I've taken care of all of that. And then I have somebody that just, you know, a first AD that can just kind of keep everything in motion and keep everything going and allows me to just focus on the craft. So is that where, like, uh, once that's... Once you're at that point, are you are you saying to your uh, first assistant director, you're saying like, okay, here's like here's here's the script and here's my uh, my shot list, kind of like what I'm envisioning, and then you're focusing mostly on like again again like I guess the performance, and then like you're behind the camera, yep. oh, yeah. checking out to see you know whether that performance translates onto the film. Yeah, yeah. I usually like for uh, shot lists and stuff. I work with the DOP mostly. Um, and kind of hash it all out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I always make sure that the actors have time to rehearse. We always do a run through with camera movement if we can. Uh, and that's a big thing. And, uh, and then after that, I just focus on the frame and what I see on the frame. So when you get to the point of saying like sound, speed and action and all that, is is it, uh, is it, uh, like, is there... Like, is there any stress or anxiety with that? Or is it a calm and you're feeling comfortable with, you know? Or is yeah, it exciting? I mean, or does that drive uh, Oh, I'm excited the whole time. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited the whole time. There's no doubt about it. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, for me, uh, once once we're there and I, everybody's there and I don't have to worry about somebody being late and once everything's set up, mm-hmm. 
uh, it's it everything just becomes clear to me, and I just see. I just see. It, I can't explain it. I just see it, right, you just and see, everything just becomes you see clear. See the film coming together. Yeah, and and so there's no doubts. There's no there's there's no nothing. It's just what it's just right there in the moment for me, and and that's mm -hmm. the magic of it for me is that I have all these wonderful people bringing their talent and their hard work, allowing me to get to that place where I can just have clarity and just feel like I'm born to do this, and this is amazing, and we're creating something cool. Yeah. And, you know, I couldn't do that with all, all these other people, right? And yeah. it's just such a collaborative, wonderful thing. Um, that's very cool. I was going to ask you, um, do you ever, when you're, when you're going through the process, do you ever worry about how someone, or how, a, whether it's another, uh, whether it's another person that you're working with, or, you know, somebody that you admire, or, or if it's an audience member, do you ever worry how, uh, they'll interpret something or if they'll be offended by something or no nope. never not enjoy something or you're like, nope. I'm just gonna shoot it the way I want to shoot it. Yeah. Then... Yeah. So how it works for me is I write my story and I write the whole story. Yeah. Everything. How I see it, how I envision it. I don't care about film festivals. I don't care about critics. I don't care about audience. I just write what I, what's, what comes out of me comes out of me. Yeah. And then I, I, I'll leave it for a while and I'll go back to it and I'll be like, okay, you know, this this, this storyline needs to lose a little bit or it needs to gain a little bit or whatever. Yeah. And I go through that process. I don't write for anybody but me. Right. And I'll never ever write a movie for a target audience. I'm not, I, I don't. I just write no. what comes to me. Like, I've got this great story uh, about, uh, uh, well, I can't, I, I don't want to give it away, but, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's a wonderful love story about people who are old, really, right. really old. And it just comes to me. And, and what, what's the market for that? Like, who gives a crap what the market's for? It's going to be a great film. And yeah. people, when they watch it, it doesn't matter who's watching it. They're going to feel something, and that's what I want. Well, it doesn't matter if it if it's marketable. I don't care. I also think that something that has a good story or that's romantic is, you know, usually going to find a way to connect with most people. And even if you're doing some sort of, you know, crazy sci-fi aspect or something, if it's unique and it's in its own sort of bubble or, or thing... Sure, it'll be that, successful, that, that it'll be, you know? That'll be because it's like... Because it's a great story, it's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah it looked like a, like a movie like Her, like it, that was in, I think, 2012, something like that, you know, where, like, that movie's kind of different to what was happening at that time, and it really got some attention just because For it sure. was... And that's, that's the thing, like, you know, I, I'm talking about getting investors to give me a quarter of a million dollars, and then at the same token, I'm like, I don't care if people like it, I don't care, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? But, it, you know, if the story's great... And it makes people feel, right. then that's worth any investment. You know what I mean? It's not that I don't want to make films that aren't successful, but what's success? Like for me, success is creating art with talented, hardworking people mm -hmm. and coming together and putting something out there that will make people feel something. Whether yeah. or not they're like, oh, because I've done some black and white stuff. I've I've done some I've done some conspiracy theory movies. Mm -hmm. I've got a cool thing I'm going to show you before you go, and you're in it. Oh, and and I'm always go. pushing. I'm always kind of trying to push and do things differently. Like yeah. I, I, I did a, I did a, a film that's just very all the lines and the shadows and stuff like Kubrick style, and right. you know, and 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 some people don't. They're just like, man, why are you doing that? You're like, nobody's going to watch that. <laughs> you're never going to make a million bucks. But so what? It's a great story, and and some people love it. And uh, you know what? Eventually, I think because. I, I believe in myself, I believe in my scripts, I believe in my characters, and I believe in what I've done and yeah. what I can do. I think yeah. that that success 
whether it's a million dollars or whether it's it's being able to raise $250,000 or whether it's, you know, the stratosphere, I think that'll come. Well, you know, I just want to put out good work and work hard and have people believe in me. That's great. And I, and I know like, uh, so uh, a few days ago, I, I spoke with Jason Steele and had him on the show. I'll be releasing that episode later on. But what I admire about uh, him and about you as well is, uh, like again, uh, you both are in a, in a sense of like, I don't, I don't, like I mean, it's great to have the financial backing of somebody to make a film, but um, for, for me, like, you know, I, I am also kind of uh, trying to work on something like a short film, uh, and uh, and that's the first time kind of for, for me and, and my friend that we've written something that's a bit longer and that we want to plan out. Uh, but the thing that I also love is like uh, that, that I would say probably the two of you like don't wait for somebody to like a, a, approve your idea necessarily. You just go out like if, if we have a cool idea for a movie that we want to shoot, we're going to like we'll do some planning, but we're going to go out and, and shoot it like. In, yeah. in a month or two don't wait for like yeah. two or three years from now yeah don't wait do until it. somebody hands you 10 grand just right. go and do it <laughs> right yeah yeah I mean, just I mean, go and do it plan it out make sure right. it's good just go and do it that's sure. yeah exactly if yeah. you wait for somebody to come along and hand you 10 grand to shoot your film you're going to be waiting for a uh, long no, time that's for sure no no that's not what we're waiting for I <laughs> but you're my, right yeah yeah and and uh i guess uh my my worry isn't necessarily as much the financial support it's just like the uh, for me when i want to if i'm going to shoot something i just want to make it because we want to shoot something that's a horror film based so we want to make sure that it's not done with like ketchup or something yeah, that's, cheesy, sure, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. that's that's my that's our that's the biggest thing oh yeah uh but um and i guess um i guess one of my last questions before we kind of wrap up here um do you think what would you say are are there certain misconceptions of filmmakers or people in uh, the industry that you, you know, that, you know, from a first-hand perspective of working in the industry, you can tell, you know, that that's not necessarily the way it is, or... Uh, um, I think, I, I don't know, I, I, I think that for misconceptions, I think that a lot of people, as soon as you tell them that, that you're a filmmaker, first they're like, yeah, right. Yeah. And then yeah. after that, they think you have millions of dollars. Right. And that's yeah. just not the case, right? right. Uh, yeah. But uh, so I'm, I'm kind of picky and choosy who's, who I tell what I do. Like I do have a, a day job that right. I work seven straight days at. And, I, yeah. and, uh, and then I have seven days off. And in my, uh, when people ask me what I do, I usually say I'm a writer and a filmmaker and yeah. then they're like yeah but what really do you do and I say well I have a day job yes. yeah. but I am a writer and I am a filmmaker that's what I do uh, also I think uh, I think people think that it's easy to make a movie and it is actually uh, uh, for me it's easy because I enjoy it and yeah. I love every challenge but it's a lot of work there's a huge amount of work that goes into even a 30 minute film you have no idea how much work goes into it and yeah. I think if people knew they'd be shocked yeah. And so there's a little bit of a misconception there. Um, other than that, uh, I, I think that uh, people have to understand, and I had to learn this myself, is that uh, in order to make that next step up to feature filmmaker mm -hmm. and, and, and in order to, to do what I want to do and, and just make films mm -hmm. for a living, yeah. uh, 
it's business and you have to oh, learn yeah. business and you have to understand the business side of making films and I'm just learning that and and uh, it's eye-opening it's really eye-opening the business aspect of it when you think about raising funds and you think about budgeting and you think about recuperating people's investment I'm looking into this I need a quarter of a million dollars I have to try and give all those people their money back it's a weird you know it's, it's, a, it's a big thing it's a business yeah it's an interesting world Lee, would you say like um, I don't know how the only word I can think of uh, which which is probably the wrong word to say it but but uh, do you is it like because uh, in comedy for example you know there's certain people that sometimes get opportunities and then you look at them and you're like you know you're always comparing yourself to other people is it like are you uh, competing with other people a lot of time, or you know, is it kind of like a, is it like a cutthroat kind of where people are like trying to trying to get ahead sometimes, or do you sure, think, do you like I, you know, or no, I, I don't pay. I try not to pay attention to that. Right. Like I just do my thing. Right. Right. I, and and I try not to pay attention to to what everybody else is doing. I just want to do my thing, and if right. people need help, I'll help them if I can. Yeah. Um, but I just I kind of want to stay out of out of that kind of thing. I, I don't want to compare myself to other people because I'm me. Yeah. And I have my own stories to tell, and I'm going to do what I do, and I'm going to tell my stories. Um, I have had instances where um, people have taken advantage of me, and that's okay because yeah. I've learned from it. Right? That's why yeah. I, I'm surrounding myself with good people, and 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 avoiding people that do take advantage because there are people like that, and I think they're like that in every industry. So I don't right. think it's just the movie industry. I think. For the most part, I think most people in the movie industry really genuinely want to be in it and they want to work hard at it. And, you know, that's just the way it is. And there are people in every industry that will try and take advantage of you or, or leap over top of you or whatever it is they do. Uh, but for me, I just want to do my thing. And if somebody needs a hand and I'm available, I'm going to help them because that's what people did for me when mm -hmm. I started it up. They helped me. And I ha it, it's my duty as a filmmaker to reach, reach, put my hand down and pull somebody else up right. and, and help them if they need help. And, and I just had coffee with uh, Ranji yesterday and we talked about some, some film aspects and some things that he needs to get done. And, and I'm there to help him if he needs it. And, and uh, you know, same with Brendan here, Brendan O'Brien here mm -hmm. and, and Ruben here and, and Jim and a bunch of guys yeah, out in there, BC. So, you know what I mean? I, I'm going to help. Like, if they Absolutely. need it and I can do it, I'm going to do it because that's 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 what got me on, on my yeah. feet. I think that's one thing that, you know, stood out a little bit uh, for me about you is like, because, uh, and, and it's also one thing that I love about film uh, as a, like, you know, comedy is similar but different in the sense that like, if you do a competition, you know, we have to, somebody there's got to be a judge who decides you know i enjoy that person's performance more than this person's which is always tough but uh and i guess you have some similar things in, in film as well but i was just thinking like uh you don't have this sort of similar uh, like for me as i was saying like there's some sometimes where i feel like you know there, there's some risk or sometimes some, some some things that hold me back so what i enjoy about film in general is that in film, you have more like 48-hour challenges or 72-hour challenges where it's like, okay, I have an idea, uh, and, I, and I think it's a good idea, but I also don't necessarily have the time to second-guess my idea or myself or, you know. Yeah. And, and it's amazing to see, you know, like the kind of uh, support you can get when you say, you know, I, I'm, I'm participating in this. Uh, 
48 hour challenge or 72 hour challenge, whatever it is. And, and you know, whether it's like just a matter of like the local people that are interested sure. in being involved in, uh, I mean, I, I would say probably, you know, the funnest challenge I've done so far, uh, is probably even like the, the 48 hour challenge that we did last year with the, uh, film festival where it was simply and what I loved about it is it was a smartphone film challenge so I, li- I literally grabbed my phone yeah and uh, we, we did have some other equipment and stuff but uh, yeah and I was just like uh, because part of me with with, with uh, thinking about doing film is you know I always want to present the best possible performance or you know have it shot with like the best quality cameras because uh it's going to be compared to yeah or it's going to be screened at a film festival and compared to some other people's films so so you know uh you always i guess in that sense um i guess i worry that my film's gonna get compared but you know uh with with the beauty of the 48 hour challenges you don't have the the time to second guess yourself or sure or you just do it yeah you just do it and then it's amazing you know because start to finish you and at some point you see you know the end result and you're like wow like i, I am really tired right now but i love that <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and, uh, yeah. yeah like yeah uh when i'm when i worked on a, a film for that challenge and uh you shared it with your your uh, on, on one of your pages i was like wow like i didn't even I didn't even expect that. And you were like, see, like it can be done with just a, just an iPhone and yeah, some imagination. It was like, That's, wow. When like people, I, when but, pe- yeah. When people come, come up to me and they're like, you know, I, you know, I, I want to do this and I want to do that, but I don't have a good camera and this. And I'm just like, do you have a phone? Yeah. They're like, yeah, I have a phone. And I'm like, shoot it on your phone. Yeah. I don't just shoot something. Yeah. Just go out there and shoot something, get it into an editing program and put it together. Yeah. And then do something else and do something else and just Learn just keep going at it and you'll get better and better and better, man. It's awesome. You don't need you don't need a, 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 a an Alexa or a Red or anything mm. like that. You can just shoot it on your phone. Uh, the very first movie I ever shot was on a Super 8 uh, movie camera with film. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, awesome. You know, and it's just like I've, you just do what you can what you can with what you got and get out there and just do it. If you just do it. All right, uh, that sounds awesome. Thank you so much for joining yeah, thanks, me today, man. Randy. Yeah, man, have a great on. show. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's look awesome. forward to talking to you again sometime. And uh, yeah, thanks. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>